Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome back to a new edition of Bitch Breathe. I am your host, Ricardia. I'm a little bit excited today, and I wanted to share this with you because it's two years now that I've had this podcast. So some of you have been there from the beginning. Some of you joined later, and I just wanted to shout out to everyone who's been so faithful to the show, who supported me, my friends, and all you listeners. So thank you very much for sticking it out with me and my loud reminiscent renderings. And I'm hoping that you'll be with me, yeah, until I decide not to do this anymore, but I have no plans of discontinuing. So welcome and welcome back. Today, I want to talk about something that's very important to me that I've thought about for quite a while, but I want to send a major disclaimer ahead first. You will have noticed I chose a bit of a provocative title for the episode. I'm claiming that you secretly love your pain. So I want to make a distinction here. Holding on to pain or painful thoughts is very different from trauma. And you've probably all heard about this by now, the big T, the little T, T being the beginning of the word trauma. Those are very different things. And when we're actually dealing with severe or even lighter, whatever that means, trauma, those things require time and attention and massive support and can truly take years and a lot of conversations and therapy even to get over. These are not what I'll be talking about today. And I'll tell you, something what triggered me to have this little monologue or, or a, a episode with you today. I was watching a comedy show on Netflix with Eliza Schle Schlesinger. Try saying that with a mouthful. Eliza Schlesinger. So she's a very, very talented and eloquent and observant stand-up comedian. I admire her. I only very recently actually discovered her. And in one of her episodes, I think it's the one right when she got engaged or when she got married, she, she talks a lot about these life stages in her comedy. And she talks about how women sort of take this past pain and then they rip it out and they look at it and examine it. And I'm heavily paraphrasing now, but basically they're really, really into it and they will hold on to that MF for dear life sort of thing. And I was laughing so loud because I recognized myself in what she was saying so much. And it was both very humbling and very, very funny. And it was very true. Because in my research as a budding and, let me tell you, accidental breakup coach, from the conversations I've had with friends and as someone who's done a lot more workshops and healing circles than I care to admit, I also began to notice something. And that was that as female-identified people, and I'm going to call us women just for simplicity's sake, but really acknowledging everybody out there, and because that is who I mostly spoke to, was women who also identified as women. I noticed that we don't easily move on from pain. There seems to be a lot of regurgitating stories around that. And by contrast, I noticed when I talked to male-identified people, or again, male men for simplicity's sake, in talking to them in and outside of relationships, it became evident to me that they don't drag what happened to them in the past into the present as much. Yes, they had experienced heartache and they had gone through difficult times, especially the older I got, the more I realized that that is indeed what happened. And when men are able to 
open up about it, there's actually a lot of shit they also go through, right? Which probably doesn't come as a surprise to most of us. But I just think it's important that they didn't talk about it as much. Is this because they're less traumatized? They also aren't taught to talk about it as much. That's also true. But I still felt that they were more easily able to move on. Whereas as women, or I, in my case, maybe just talk for myself here once more, I couldn't do this so quickly or seamlessly. Now, I don't have a lot of answers that I came up with as to why this is the situation, but I did think of a couple of questions that I have asked myself over a longer period of time and that I also asked people I work with and girlfriends that I spoke to. So one of the first questions I want to ask is if you are, like me, someone who tends to (laughs) hold on to that pain, what can we do to stop rewinding the pain record? And I think one of the first things that I did after a lot of workshops, right, was to understand, okay, what kind of pain do I think this is? Is this big trauma? Is this something from my childhood? Is it my parents? Very often it is. But to really understand, is this something I still need to work on? Is it an ongoing theme for the last several decades or forever? Or is this something more recent maybe that I discovered and that really, really hurt so much that I feel like I need to talk about it a lot more? And to just sort of understand, get a gauge of what the beast, that is pain, looks like. Is this something that's very, very huge and ongoing and needs maybe even professional help, whatever that means to you? Or is it something smaller that maybe can be looked at from a different angle and moved on from? Understanding whether this is trauma or whether we're just reliving past memories feels key to me. Because some of the things that I thought of as big trauma actually weren't so much that as they were things that had happened to me frequently, but that I just hadn't worked through enough yet to stop perpetuating them in my life. And another thing I noticed myself doing when I had come out of a bad relationship and entered a new one, one that was rather different from the previous one, is that I talked about my ex-partner to my new partner a lot. I would talk a lot about what had been done to me, how I had been hurt over and over. And I think that was really, really great that I was able to do that, that these partners allowed me to do that, gave me the space for it. And I think it was important for me as part of moving on from this past pain. But what I also noticed is I didn't really know when to stop. Like I would just keep telling these stories or mention yet another anecdote where this guy had really fucked me up or this person had really done me wrong. And I would tell that same story, that identical story to my partner a few more times than I think was necessary. And to just sort of ask ourselves, do we really need to dredge this thing up into the new relationship that might be so full of new potential and different things, (laughs) different mistakes that we get to do, that I'm not really giving it the chance to be different from the old relationship, from an old pattern, an old pain that I might have experienced. And then speaking of patterns, I wondered, sometimes I wasn't sure, is this truly a pattern now that I need to disrupt because it's not serving me, it's fucking up my life, I'm making bad choices because of it? 
Or do I just keep retelling a story because I know it so well? And because quite frankly, a lot of times with time, these stories can be quite entertaining, right? Like I remember I have mentioned this in a previous episode before. I did this panel talk, if you will, or this event, Fail in Love Nights. If you speak German, you're in Germany, go do it. You'll find them on Instagram too. And I was supposed to tell my breakup story, which I did. Everybody was asked to tell their breakup stories, and then they had therapists on the stage talk about it too. But what happened was it turned into a bit of a stand-up routine where I was just laughing, and luckily the audience was laughing with me about all the funny cliches I had gone through in my breakup, in the one that I was talking about there. And so in retelling this story and over and over, what happens to me is I often discover the humor in things. That I find really, really cool. But there were other times when I felt, wow, I'm retelling this story a lot. And this narrative has become a little more solidified in who I am and how I conduct my life than I would really like it to be. And so maybe to ask ourselves, at what point are we not disrupting the pattern because the pattern has become something that is part of us, that is entertaining, that helps us keep the conversation going, whatever it is, but just to sort of examine that a little bit. When I sometimes talk to my partners, new partners, I noticed that they didn't bring their exes up as much as I do. Now, this could be because I mostly dated men. And again, maybe men are taught to just sort of seal everything tight and not talk about it anymore. But I wondered, am I bringing this up so much because I haven't resolved this thing yet? Am I bringing this thing up with this person so that they don't do that to me? Is there some manipulative character in the fact that I keep bringing it up? And at least in my case, I think I noticed that, yes, there was. I wanted to get a gauge of what this person's reaction, this new partner's take on my story would be. I think I wanted to know, does this person also have the potential to do this? Or Am I going to repeat the same mistake I did with this person or do they already have such a different emotional makeup that that's just not going to happen? So I wondered, am I telling these stories because there's some sort of conscious or subconscious agenda behind sharing these stories with new partners and wondering why don't they talk so much about their ex-partners? Are they truly over it? Are they making less of a big deal of their pain? was what I was asking myself. And though this wasn't the case for all of them, I think, and obviously one would have to ask them, I felt like in some cases they had truly moved on and they weren't going to be distrustful or projecting past memories onto this relationship they were now having with me. And I was incredibly grateful for one partner in particular that he just never mentioned it so much. And only when I asked did he volunteer information, and gladly, but he wasn't constantly saying, oh, yeah, Jane did this or Maria did that. There wasn't this comparison going on all the time, and I thought that was really therapeutic and helpful for me also to stop talking about my own exes all the time. But of course, in talking about the exes all the time, I had to ask myself, okay, what is it that still fascinates me so much about my own story with this previous partner? And even in a morbid way of, I can't believe they did that way. If we can isolate what it is that we still find so worth examining about the ex, 
then that is a good point. And maybe we need to go into that because that could possibly be the pattern we want to disrupt. But if it's a little bit more about, oh, wow, what an adventure, or wow, I've really been through it all, or it's some sort of, I also want to be someone who has an interesting story to tell, I think I caught myself actually being in that space also sometimes, then maybe it's a good idea to either figure out what it is that still fascinates us, again, in that morbid way, or to understand that that's kind of done now. Yes, that was incredibly stupid what happened there. Again, not hugely traumatizing, just something that smaller that happened that I don't really need to be talking about anymore. But for some reason, it still carries some sort of mesmerizing fascination for me. And to realize that maybe in that case, I don't need to regurgitate it over and over. One other aspect that I noticed was I had to truly ask myself, has the past pain become something I have begun to identify myself with? And that has caused me to conduct my relationships a certain way. And for me, I definitely had to answer that question at some point years down the road with a yes. I had become this person who, in one case, for example, had been betrayed. That became who I was. And I was holding on to this pain so much. I was like, that is the reason I'm so distrustful. That is the reason why I think you know, relationships are a really sucky deal for women. And I had all this skewed and really prejudiced thoughts about why my pain was justified, why it was totally understandable that I was acting the way I did, and even acting in really bad ways sometimes, because you know what, someone hurt me too. And yes, hurt people hurt people. That is true. And that is something we have to develop, especially for ourselves, compassion for. But it also is important to understand that we can become completely and utterly identified with our pain, like it takes up real estate in our bodies. Eckhart Tolle, with his expression, the pain body, is, is so great. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, read The Power of Now or go to his podcast. It's an amazing concept, that whole idea of having an actual pain body live inside our physical bodies. And to just sort of understand that maybe, maybe that has somewhat crept in to our system. Now, this one is going to sound a little accusatory. So I'm only going to talk about how it was for me. And then either this is something you can totally relate to or you're like, I don't think so, woman. But at some point, I wondered, where was I getting something out of this past pain? Where was it getting me attention I mean, I used to be an actor. I have no problem taking up a stage. So it was definitely a very brutal question I had to ask myself. Where does it give me confirmation that I am right? Where is it so important to be right that I don't want to let go of this pain because being right feels so fulfilling? And where, even in the nicest way, did retelling these stories of pain over and over become a bonding experience with other friends and conversational partners? And I noticed that was something I was doing in order to bond with them, to understand them, because I met someone I thought I liked or whatever. I would reheat these old stories that I actually had grown quite tired of telling because they weren't interesting anymore. I had kind of moved past them. But in retelling the story, I was also reliving it to a certain degree again. And then afterwards, I thought, did I really need to share that story? That is like such old news. And it no longer is part of my life now. Why did I even go there? Maybe you have that too. And it's an interesting little thing to look at. 
And so at some point, I came to the realization that I was right about some of the pain that had been inflicted. I had also inflicted pain on others, just to make that story complete. But I needed to make a choice. Do I want to be right and justified and valid in my pain? Or do I just want to be happy? Or happy seems such a remote concept sometimes. Do I want to allow myself to experience joy? And I felt that one was in opposition to the other. If I wanted to be in my pain and keep dredging it into the light, I was going to sacrifice my ability to feel joy. And so what then happened was, and what I try to tell people that I work with or in conversations is to choose that story. Choose the story that allows you at some point to have joy. I'm not talking sugarcoating. I'm just talking not reliving, retelling, and perpetuating the tale of pain and regret over and over and over. And then notice what happens when you don't constantly remind yourself of all the shit that happened to you, of all and each detail that went down. For me, as a result of at some point being able to turn this thing around a little, and this will take time, and more than that, it will take a lot of practice. It will take a lot of practice to shut up about the stories that you have told for years, told yourself, told others that have been told to you. But to try not to be the result of all the things that have happened to us in the past and instead become the promise of what might lie ahead. So I want to say that again. The result could be that you don't end up living at the receiving end of things and painful experiences of the past, and instead you become the living promise of what kind of potential lies ahead. All of this when you're able to let that shit go. And yes, letting go of a familiar narrative is hard, hard, hard. But if we want to let go of pain, then I believe we have to let go of its defining aspects inside us. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) That's my pain story. So I hope there were some new ideas there for you. Maybe this isn't something you have to relate to at all because you are done telling your story of pain. But if not, I'm hoping this was in some way a little step forward. So somewhat related, I've mentioned it before, I've begun working as a breakup coach Um, You'll find the website under thebreakupcall.com. So if you are going through a breakup, if you're thinking about one, or if there's a breakup that you just can't let go of, please do reach out to me. I'll put the email in the show notes for you. And also, if you liked what you heard, please think about rating and reviewing the show, giving it a few stars, hopefully five, wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, everyone, sending love.